the Born to Be Mild podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Born to Be Mild. This is episode 37 and it is the week of September 27th. The podcast that can be a little lazy but never ever crazy. And I say that because last night I was just about to publish this episode when news from the New York Times broke regarding the holy grail of liberal gotcha moments in the Trump era. That is to say, over 15 years of his most recent tax returns. So that's when I said, let's sit on this episode's release for a day so I can read up on all the story has to offer and give you guys the freshest and most accurate take I can. So that is pretty nice of me. It is basically the podcasting equivalent of reaching farther back into the cooler for the milk with the longer shelf life. Uh, And for that, you are welcome. Thank you to all the new listeners we have out there. I know your time is valuable, but even if you put BTBM on in the background while you are at your busiest, during your most strenuous workout, with your radio turned down real low so you can concentrate at work, or even if you're really far away from your Bluetooth speaker while you are working in the yard, the download counts and it is the same and it is still greatly appreciated. So, how's everybody doing? Are we getting all of those outside chores and activities done while the weather's nice? Before the ghost of autumnal metamorphosis rolls into town with a sudden 30 degree change in daily average temperature? On one hand, I was starting to think that Dr. PSL himself had entered a pact with Old Man Winter to make a full half of the year as miserable as the days are short. But... In the wake of intensifying natural disasters down south and out west, I've been listening to a lot of climate scientists, and they've been talking about how hospitable places like Duluth, Minnesota are going to feel in just a couple short decades. And so it's given me a little bit of pause about any plans I have of possibly moving to the Sun Belt. Uh, Regardless of future weather patterns, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon, so I figured I would try to drink up whatever warm weather we have here in the Buckeye State. Uh, Last week, I went for a boat ride with the family. That was pretty chill. The kid absolutely loved it. Um, I played some tennis, which, uh, you know, it was definitely the first time in my adult life that I had done so. It is a very cool sport. I look forward to playing that more. The court is sneaky big. Uh, had a family brunch outdoors at a restaurant on Sunday. That was great. Um, what else? Oh, I mean, yeah, I got to apply sunscreen in 80 degree weather. You know, like all the things that we will wish we could still be doing a few weeks from now when like all we've got left are torrents of gray rain and like dark and dreary middays. And that's like the norm again. Anyways, I hope you've been out there doing whatever it is you love to be doing, and I am grateful if you are bringing the podcast along for the ride. If you like what we've got going on here and want to help grow the show, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, both digitally and by COVID-friendly word of mouth, of course. Today, I will be sharing with, uh, with you a casual roundtable discussion featuring myself, my wife Brittany, and West Coast correspondent extraordinaire Nicolia, standing strong as a redwood out there still not turned into cinders by the raging fires of california so look forward to that chat in a bit but for now 
a few words on the news. Imagine you're an entitled high school student. You inherited homework that was halfway done for you at least. You've got a school board that would rather eat glass than keep a student behind. And you've got a teacher that won't give you a single question you don't already have the answer to. But you can't help but be the biggest screw-off in the history of your school. Trying to impregnate the principal's daughter and crashing your Camaro into the lunchroom on prom night. That is Donald Trump. His economy was pre-made for him in the upward trajectory that he inherited it before he ever assumed office. His fan base is so ravenous to be and maintain in his cult of personality that he can do no wrong in their eyes. And between logjamming Mitch McConnell in the Senate and the blessings of executive overreach bestowed upon him by the ghoulish Bill Barr, he hasn't seen an actual tough decision cross his desk in years. And yet, this student, who seems to have all the cards in the deck stacked in his favor, cannot keep himself out of Twitter detention. At one point, he almost got expelled for treasonous degree of cheating. But what if I told you that this political dunce was just handed one of the most gracious and mistake-negating bonus questions in the history of metaphorical education? Because that's exactly what the death of RBG and the rushed appointment of probable confirmation of Justice Coney Barrett is going to mean for his chances of graduating to the next term. You know, in fact, he actually had multiple choices on when to utilize these bonus points. He could have asked the Senate to hold out on voting to confirm Barrett until after the election. And that would have ensured a maximum turnout at the polls for all Republican candidates by all the single-issue voters of all the greatest hits of wedge issues days gone by. But it seems as though he thinks he's actually got a chance in enough of the swing states to keep it close, where he could then use his newly found conservative supermajority to end recounts, dismiss ballots, and uphold myriad suppressionary tactics being deployed right now by the Republican Party. So, I get it. You got Cocaine Mitch assuring you that he's stronger than Mule Piss and 100% in your corner. And your middle name is basically inside straight. So this is how you're going to play this thing again. Oh, oh. So now imagine that that story is only the second biggest of the week. And no, I am not referring to the Massachusetts man who is found to have died from eating too much black licorice. I knew that shit was nasty. I'm talking about the New York Times disclosure of Donald Trump's tax returns. Finally. Unfortunately, what may be the single greatest get of Trump data acquisition outside of a PP tape was unsurprising and probably politically infertile. We all assumed that this douche was skirting payments of taxes like it was his job, because it basically was. I mean, we didn't expect that he would have only paid $750 in 2016 and 2017, and none at all in 10 of the last 15 years. But yeah, buying high-profile sieves of money, like lavish golf courses, and then purposefully operating them like shit and spending ridiculously, that is just to offset all the money you were getting by pretending to be a competent businessman on TV. That's something I could definitely see being the case. 
paying your daughter like $800,000 for consulting while she was already working for you and racking up what seems to be over $26 million in write-off-worthy consulting fees over the span of just a decade, that doesn't surprise me in the least either. As a matter of fact, this juicy bombshell we've all been waiting for for years seems like an impossible nothing burger with that shitty vegan cheese on it at this point. We are way past the point where sane people in this country could have honestly told themselves that this information would sway any support from him. That ship has sailed. If making fun of the handicapped, befriending dictators, and paying off porn stars has not shaken their resolve, this sure is not going to do it either. I would love to talk about a post-Trump era in Washington and plans for it. What to do with controls of both houses and the presidency. Sure, some sweet and just revenge will probably get enacted at the outset. Congress uh, has basically become a black hole where there's no decent bill that can escape the grip of its partisan division. And not only that, we've seen how quickly an insurgent like Trump with no regard for centuries of convention can dismantle the norms of power sharing and bring our democracy to the brink. It certainly seems warranted then to enact measures intended to counteract this fracturing and tyranny by a minority. Finding some route to abolishing the Electoral College, granting D.C. and Puerto Rico statehood, and dissolving the filibuster, all necessary first steps. But unfortunately, these are only hypothetical solutions because a Biden victory right now is far from certain. And Trump, along with help from the Senate, SCOTUS, and state propaganda media outlets like Fox, will try everything they can do to shoehorn his ass into a second term. So what then on Mohammed's green earth would stop him from falsely declaring victory on election night, especially if he actually holds a lead based on the day of countings? And what then would keep the fair and balanced folks over at Fix News from reporting it to the millions of their followers? I mean, viewers. They would probably have to, out of sheer pressure just to kiss the ring, or you're going to face a second Trump term banished to the wilderness, only to pick through the scraps from OANN. It's all very precarious and still up in the air, and mainly because we have a feral narcissist backed into a corner, he's capable of anything. That should be a good segment to mentioning Tuesday's debate. Fellow mental assessment ace Chris Wallace will be the sole moderator. There will be no shock collars or drug testing for the participants. Strutting and preening will be kept to a socially distant minimum, and there will be only one phone-a-friend allowed by each candidate. Alright, enough of all that geriatric shoutscape talk. On to my roundtable with my wife Brittany and West Coast Nick which we join already in progress. That doesn't even sound right. So um, back to was, your original point of... No, but it was... Uh, so I was, I, I, I was out of eggs, right? Um, chicken eggs, and I... I totally was like, oh, I'm just going to go down to the grocery store really quick. So I put on my mask and everything. I love and how you said chicken eggs because you're going to come home with not chicken eggs. <laughs> <laughs> but I swear to God, I was like, oh, I'll just get the same ones I always get. And they had a dozen eggs there that was $11.29. No. No way. Yes. And I'm wow. just like. Buy them? 
I wanted to, but um, I just couldn't justify it in my mind. But I feel like you I have might. to buy them, and then you have just, to do a taste test, egg to egg. Oh yeah, at least one. You time. have to fry it. You have to hard boil it. You have to do all. You have to poach it. Put it through the paces. Yeah. I mean, I just don't even understand. Like, I feel like the, these eggs or these chickens that lay these eggs must live like better than humans or something like that because it's like a, how can you produce an egg a dozen eggs for like two dollars and one for twelve dollars so uh because yeah. of the care that you give the chickens while they're you know helping to produce yeah um, that's all the, right so what are the what's the, the brand of the eggs i can't remember what it was but it was it was some like small time town farm in california because so, you know what's cool is that we go to sam's club for all of our needs that you know necessitate that level of quantity yeah. And um, eggs is one of those items. So we get these from Vital Farms. And that's they, the one I get, too. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the ones where, you know, it's there. They even have a big ad campaign going right now where every carton has a card inside of it that you know the farm, the specific farm that the eggs came from. And they give you a picture of a chicken like you're supporting a chicken like with your carton a week or whatever yeah yeah ours was named vivian actually yeah ours there you go pretty weird it was super weird (laughs) i i just don't i mean i think that like there's a whole nother level then like these chickens probably like i don't know i mean like it looked pretty normal but i mean i think that they are selling this idea that like these eggs are I don't know, like, where do you get, like, I mean, like, I think Vital Farms is, like, between, like, four, five, six, seven here. And yeah. it's, like, so then you get, like, a like you're doubling that price. So I guess these chickens, I mean, it's probably, like... Twice as fi- good as Vital. It's got to yeah. be, like, five chickens that live with some person or something like that. And they... Like- and they, and the person just takes care of them and they take care of the person, like, some weird life. No, yeah. Yeah, there's, like, there's, like... Like one these chickens chicken can sew. And like five cocks. <laughs> that doesn't make I any mean... sense. <laughs> well, like, yeah, they for make, her enjoyment. They lay the, you know, <laughs> you don't know how what? women work. <laughs> um, I'm trying for to find. It would be no roosters. I'm trying like, to see if they have them on the website animals. here. Um, <laughs> well, okay, so I'm just going to say that it's a very LA thing because you guys have that, like niche person that just has to have totally. $12 eggs. It doesn't matter if they're the same eggs out of the $2 carton. Put in a different one that says, now we're $12. It's important yeah. to spend the money. And people well, people won't have that kind of crap in Ohio. They're too... Uh, they're too there's a lot of people that think if it costs more, Even it's better. It's a different kind of rich. Yeah. Not as rich. Yeah, if they're it costs more, it must it be the better. We- they're not advertising it on the website, so maybe it's my lap. Oh, No. I'll uh I'll find out because like I, I haven't really discussed this with anybody, but like they also have a jar of mayonnaise at Lassen's that's I think it's eighteen dollars. Alright, so um for all you see all these uh topics, what do you think? Uh yeah, I read that New York Times article earlier today. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, this guy's No, the first thought I had when I read that uh was Wow, there is such a long list of stuff this guy's going to go to jail for. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just keeps like, I mean, like, take your pick. It's like, what what do you actually want to pin this guy for? Or, I mean, you really can't do everything, but I it's mean. It's huge. It's the biggest the, crimes. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest we've ever the, seen. The, the tax stuff, though, is like, I mean, what was it? Uh, $917 billion 
loss million or nine hundred seventeen million dollar loss he claimed on his taxes and, and enabled him to not pay for ten years is what I understood from yes, it. Yes, yes, I skimmed the article and I read like some paragraphs here and there, but yes, yes, yeah, um, seven hundred and fifty dollars in taxes for the last two years is what he. It's a fantastic rate. Like for it's an the entire year. I think I paid like thirty thousand dollars in taxes last year. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. What? That's why he gives his salary away, so then he can say yeah. like he's taking that shit as a loss too. Yeah, I mean, if if you remember, he said that he didn't pay taxes because he's smart. Right. Exactly. And only <laughs> losers get captured. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's, it, it's interesting because brand. with Biden, you know, like he's running this whole. Um, like everyday kind of guy and i'm like i'm not a rich man i'm not you know a i've had a real life he's an average joe yeah (laughs) joe the plumber (laughs) (laughs) joe strummer but he i mean compared to trump he is uh but the the i i guess i don't think that the sell that trump was kind of uh, like a blue collar kind of uh, con- connected to the blue collar uh, people, but I-, I don't know how that like gets established again. Um, it just doesn't seem like people really believe that anymore. Or I, I don't know. I mean, like, it- all right. So Ohio is back in play. Um, it was, um, I think it was an eight point Trump victory. After the polls, the average polls had Clinton up by two. I read that earlier today, in 2016. Okay. And so um, they've already got Biden ahead by a couple points right now in Ohio, and nobody really expected that to be a swing state. But it is. It's more in play now. And places like Northeast Ohio were the places that swung towards Trump with that working-class base. Right. And... Um, I've actually got a call in to the Trumbull County Democratic Party, and I'm hoping to get an interview with uh, some people from there for next week because they are one of the counties in Northeast Ohio that famously flipped for Trump over Clinton finally going Republican in 2016. And, you know, if Trump has a chance of winning this state, those counties are the ones that are going to be most important to get. I just don't think that you saw the jobs come back in the way that he was claiming that it was going to happen. I don't know if people really... I mean, I remember a couple times when I came back to Youngstown for, like, Christmas or something like that. I I remember hearing people say, you know, like, yeah, we got these cool shirts, you know, like, we all really support Trump and everything's going to... Like, I, I saw a lot of optimism in the blue collar kind of, like, at the bars and kind of, you know hanging out and like it, it felt like people were really into him but that seems to have gone away i i don't know what do you think oh i think that the people who uh love this guy totally love this guy and are totally <laughs> fucking in the bag for him 110 percent like right you're not going to you're not going to find any um biden fans who are just right. that rabid no. about old uncle joe it just doesn't happen because he is not a brand he is not a lifestyle Trump is salt life personified. Like yeah. he is a sticker that you put on your car and it's a brand, it is a lifestyle. 
and you ride the ride. It's like um, it's like surf style. Yeah. Back in the day, if you got yourself <laughs> one of them purple to green jackets, you are of a sort. You are <laughs> you're a cool dude. And that's what the Trump. Some Zubaz. Yeah. <laughs> some Zubaz with some surf style with your Make America Great Again hat. And a Camaro. <laughs> that still happens in parades. I'm sure you can find that guy. I um, mean, if well, no, the one thing I was... Like, like, you know, like, I understand that that's what it is. Like, the, the brand isn't going to bring jobs back to Northeast Ohio. That's the problem. No. So they're not able to see tangible benefits, but... If they have a fatalistic view of the world anyways, and they right. just see this whole ship as going down, then their losses and what they have less and less access to, be it healthcare or whatever, you know, it's a drop in the bucket because everybody's losing everything according to them. You know, the sky's falling and they don't realize that they could have it better just by voting differently, let alone acting differently. Yeah, I mean, the stuff that Barr's doing in terms of uh, escalating, you know, the violence or the the kind of ability for the federal government to come in the and The legitimacy act, of violence. Yeah, it, it's pretty bizarre. And, I mean, if you don't believe that that's wrong, uh, I don't know what you think wrong is. I mean, you'd have to be, a, like, a rabid Trump supporter to not see that that's an infringement of rights for those people in those cities. So... Uh, yeah, it's interesting. That's going to have to change. You know, like, <laughs> he's really co-opted the, the Justice Department right now and definitely trying to lean on the Supreme Court for whatever might happen in this election. We have to definitely be ready for uh, about a week of tallying before you get the results, <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. Well, do you think... Okay, so... Um, we definitely will never get results immediately, and he's already planning on throwing a fit preemptively speaking he said we need the supreme court in place so that when i challenge the results if i don't when i throw my fit (laughs) yeah so which will happen (laughs) i think he lost some people in these last few weeks too that were following him just with his demeanor his actions regarding different occurrences like the funeral of ruth bader ginsburg yeah that was pretty rough yeah and appointing a new um, justice with a mirrored situation just years ago and not, like, waiting, I think that that rubs quite a few people the wrong way. And then the people that would go to vote for him to make sure that this justice gets in there don't need to go to vote for him because he already did it. So what uh, what's his worth now, then, to those single-issue voters? That is nice to have a little bit of the chunk of that electorate already taken out because their cause has been taken care of. Right. So it's like, like what, maybe what do we have? To- Every vote counts, I guess. But I think what you're talking about is the fact that the Democrats are just going to have to take their lumps and like it. There's nothing they can do in this process, and um, you don't have enough people with the moral character and fiber on the right to stop it from going through well the the one thing i keep thinking about with her is look maybe she's not a trump supporter yeah i mean it doesn't matter because we know that she is pledged her loyalty being anti (laughs) anti um obamacare and um, but in terms of the election is that my point is is that 
he thinks that like if he can bring it up to the Supreme Court to make the decision there, if they don't make the decision uh, in the state courts, and they bring it up to just the his court that he installed, he's making a huge bet that she's going to support him. And sure. she, as a, as a religious person, as a mother, as a as a wife, how do you how do you rationalize that? You you have to detest this guy and want him out, even though that he she was appointed by him. I, I mean, I. I can't believe that she supports him, even as a conservative. But I just that think would that be Trump. The hope if she's as level-headed as you would expect out of a superior judge to be, with the least amount of experience as well, though. But still, right? I mean, like, was she like forty-seven or something? <laughs> I think it didn't. The article say that she only has like five years of experience, like for this role. Um, she was just appointed in a disappointed. Yeah, she was just appointed to a different court by Trump, uh, I think, last year or something. Okay, or two so years ago. Just been putting. This is like the wire. <laughs> <laughs> like when Daniels just keeps getting put in place over and over again till they can put him yeah. at the highest area they want him. I mean, I just want to talk about one point that that's been really bothering me about her. Uh-huh. Um, she she gives me this vibe that she doesn't blink ever. Do you notice that? Did she's got those eyes? That like, I feel like she sleeps with her eyes open. I don't know. She's a mother. Maybe of that's seven, me. So maybe <laughs> she has to do that <laughs> to survive. She might only have like uh, thirty heartbeats per minute too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Could be one of those. I don't know. I mean, She's seems like uh, Supreme Court material. <laughs> so, did you get any fire? I didn't ask you uh, about it. Yeah, I mean, it's been weird because. Sometimes it's really bad. It's it's all about the way the wind blows, you know. So if if we're getting winds coming through, like Echo Parker downtown, um, there was one day I came out and it smelled like smoke, and then you know the next day it didn't. There was like a week of like complete haze, like it was just like a, like an orange kind of sky, but nothing like San Francisco or Oregon, um, like the. LA basin didn't really get hit too hard but right uh like I said you know like it's just the luck of the wind but there was one morning where it was super weird because I went out and I got a bunch of like the pepper plants I got um Carolina reapers and I got some scorpion peppers uh, scotch bonnets uh making lunch (laughs) yeah I don't know I mean you never know uh when you when you could use those for a defense mechanism maybe yeah. Um, also, I could probably get pepper spray to be fine. <laughs> um, but there was like this like stuff on the leaves, right? And I'm like looking around and I'm like, what is that? And there was ash on the leaves of the plants. Wow. And I, I could, yeah, I couldn't figure out what it was. And I was like, is somebody smoking? And yeah. it's like, no, that's from the, the fires. Room. Yeah, it's crazy. I never saw, uh, you know, I never really seen the ash like that before, but it was quite a bit. They're still going strong? Oh, yeah. I mean, they'll be... It's... As long as the Santa Ana winds come in and it stays hot and dry, there's no rain predicted. You know what I mean? It's not going to... It's not going to change anytime soon. So, no, yeah, there'll no, probably be more. There's no rain, yeah. But if we can just clean up, uh, you know, rake some of the... the look, the ground, I mean, to be... The floors. You, look, you now the, the floors. There's an interesting... You know, uh, I've talked to a couple people about this... Um, but there are people talking about how there are old dead trees that could be cleared out, yeah, and no, it doesn't I've, I've necessarily help. 
Um, but it's not the, ones, the cause the, of the, the fires. The ones that explode. Yeah, but it's not the cause of the fires. It's not. So clearing out dead tree brush isn't going to stop fires from happening. It's just going to stop fires, bigger fires, I guess. I, I just don't see, you know, the reasoning behind it is we're the problem. No, and the reasoning is, per- no, I'm sorry. The reasoning is perfectly sound, but the problem is that a lot of it is federal land. So that's Trump basically yelling at himself if he's saying you need to clean your shit up. Because that's yeah. where the federal government should be coming in with more money. So it's, it, you know, like, you don't have to play sides with what is causing this or what is exacerbating it. If it's a fact, if it's a fact, right? So yeah. the fact is it's not causing it because, you know, lightning causes it and you don't get a chance to, like, pick where that hits. And right. then what keeps it going, you know, for untold amount of days that is something that is a little more preventable. So well, whoever that lands upon, then you have to look at, are they doing everything they can? And The one thing that's crazy about these fires too, and I can't stress this enough, is how fast it happens as well. Because if you have a fire, I mean, there was, I can't remember exactly which fire it was, but it was, I think, last year or maybe earlier this year, because this year obviously feels like multiple years, but <laughs> it's like... They were saying the fire was spreading a football field a second. That's how fast these things go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I heard, crazy, I right? Heard an, I heard an eight <laughs> second as well. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You can't stop that. No. So, I mean, that's I, from what I understand, uh, a couple people I talked to at work um, are in Oregon, and uh, they were saying that that fire like was like 25,000 acres in one night or something like that, so... That's amazing. Something crazy yeah. like that. I mean, that. it blew yeah. my mind, but then you're like, well, it doesn't obviously lurch forward quite that quick, but as quick as the winds can, you know, carry it, plus the the length and area of the entire fire line, so... Yeah, and they a, also create their own uh, big climate systems. It's crazy. They create their own climate systems as well. So, like, there's all kinds of, like, weird physics that go inside of these things as well. Um, speaking of football field a second, did you watch any football today? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I watched the Browns. Um, Hell yeah, dude. They I, look great. I thought that it went pretty well. Um, I had some stuff to do, so I had to leave and, uh, you know, I caught a little bit of the Rams game on the radio. That was, that was pretty upsetting. What happened The Bills were looking pretty good, I guess. <laughs> what happened with I the mean, Rams? Did they lose to the Yeah, Bills? they lost. The the Rams uh, lost it at the end. They were up. Uh they got up in the fourth quarter but then uh threw it away. So Oh, that's awesome. So the Bills yeah. are 3 and 0. Is it Josh Allen's the quarterback? Yeah, Josh Allen's the quarterback. Wow. Yeah, he's crushing it. Yeah, no joke. And Herbert did pretty good as well. Uh Justin Herbert. That was his first start because Tyrod's out or something like that. Oh yeah, well did you hear what happened I, with Tyrod Taylor? He got his He's got like heart punctured. problems? He got his lung punctured by the team doctor when they were administering some kind of painkiller. Jesus. Okay, yeah. I was like it was kind of weird so I didn't quite understand exactly what happened but that yeah. that's, so that's crazy. That's big malpractice money right there. Oh, um, well, I mean, there you seriously, go. That's why you miss a game because you got a needle put into your lung. Wow. Yeah, buddy. Um, um, but the so Browns, yeah, yeah. I mean, Miles Garrett. Look, I mean, that guy's phenomenal. Um, 
I'm still not 100% sold on Baker, but we'll see what happens. He just needs to get more and more comfortable, that's all. I mean, with that receiver core uh, and the running backs that they have, uh, they should be way better. So They should be. There's no reason yeah. that him and ODB shouldn't be way more in, in tune by now, and they're not. Um, but then, uh, who's the LSU Cincinnati guy? Burrow. Joe. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. I guess he got annihilated today or something like that. Did he really? Yeah, there was a video going around on Twitter of him getting hit, and it looked pretty bad. <laughs> no. uh, everybody was debating whether or not it was legal or not, but yeah. It was the welcome to the NFL hit, I think. So he'll probably be fine. <laughs> All right, so of course i got to look it up. Yeah. Oh, uh, he got popped. Yeah. I mean, yeah, pop. That was a, that was just a shoulder that it made him explode. Yeah, I think I think he'll be okay, but we'll see. <laughs> no, that was a neck snapper for sure. That's that's an old school hit. Yeah. Yikes. Um, yeah. Hopefully he's okay. I think he's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, and I'd like to see Cincinnati Browns, do that. Do well, good, man. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, and uh, uh, Lamar Jackson is definitely just can't even root for. Oh, like Jesus! That's not, that's not somebody's favorite football player. It's, that's nobody's favorite football player. No, it's like Brian Whedon. <laughs> that's even worse. That one, I, I mean, know. That's even better. That's he should be like John Daly, Matthew Perry, um, some kind of <laughs> you know real grizzled smoking athlete. That's, that's what he should be. But, I just always remember watching Brian Whedon when he was on the. The Browns, uh, it looked like he wasn't going in slow motion. Like, I was just like... Oh, man. I couldn't... Like, I was like, what? Train wreck. Go faster, dude. Like, what is your... What is your... What are you waiting for? He's always been that bad. Like, it's never a point where, like, this is is peak him. This is him riding horizontally right out of the NCAAs. This is as good as he's ever been. But he's in that select few. I mean... Select thirty. I mean, select fifty. Uh, Cleveland Browns quarterbacks. Sure. No, I mean, Baker. You know, he he needs to settle it down and find rhythms, and they're finding more and more play action for him, and they're calling plays for him. They're putting points on the board, and you know they've got a defense. So this is it's looking pretty freaking good. Like yeah, I mean, all I think things considered. And that game at the beginning against the Ravens was, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson is. Uh, Un- unbelievable. They weren't ready so. for that, man. No, oh, they weren't we ready. Have, um, we have Ravens Chiefs tomorrow night. That should be... Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. Who do you got? Yeah. Uh, I think I gotta go Chiefs on that one just because they're... They've got the momentum. Um, But I love an underdog. I mean, I, I don't see how you could say Lamar Jackson's an underdog, but I, I mean, he's, you know, like he kind of fell short in the playoffs last year and you kind of saw that he had some weakness in terms of you know the mental the mental game I think that that's where Mahomes really shines is that he's one of those types of quarterbacks that like the whole game it's he's just he's always got a gear that he can go into this is they're both 2-0 and and, um, it's at Baltimore and I Uh don't know if like because I know the the Chiefs allow fans but I don't know if the Ravens do. So it's kind of unfair when one team can have people in the stands and the other one can't. I mean, I don't even get me started about that because, I, I mean, nothing enrages me more than having the fans there. It's so well, stupid. Yeah, no, it's all about, you know, state regulations. Yeah. For crowds and 
No, I mean, like, the. I think what I heard, uh, maybe I already said it, but, like, Texas was going to do 25% uh-huh. of... And Cleveland and Cincinnati were supposed to get, like, six games for 6,000 fans or something. I don't know. They, they, they said they were getting an allotment, but I don't think we've seen any of that yet. And it doesn't look like they're going to have anybody in Baltimore tomorrow either. Yeah, I mean, the baseball, uh, you know, they're talking about having fans for the playoffs. It's like, you guys, you've been doing such a good job of just, like, playing. Everybody gets it now. It, you know, like, it, it's got the comic kind of, like, vibe where it's, like, you know, like, almost like a show. You know, like, because it's only uh, accessible through television. I think it's it's fine. I mean, hockey did really well with just not having fans. I, I don't understand, like... They need Why are we going to introduce all this cons- they need, complexity they into this situation? The and their ancillary jobs that are yeah, funded I know. through it, and they also want to get, you know, I mean that's that's where they get a lot of their money. That's I understand that it's it's capitalism that's fueling this, but I, I just I have to stress that nothing's changed. They still got like forty thousand cases a day. You know what I mean? And still no second <laughs> stimulus check. Yeah, so I, I don't know what to say except for game on. I don't know. You know, it's like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh, well, that's what this country is uh, shaping up to be right now. We are going for herd mentality, as the big man put it. It's a herd effect. <laughs> yes. All right, well, this was a nice little roundup of a couple of causes near and dear to our hearts. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show as always, homeboy. Nice talking Yeah, to you, totally. Man. And that will do it for another episode of BTBM. I would like to thank Ryan Little once again for our awesome theme music. Check him out on SoundCloud. We will see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>